have you heard our uh, really high tech music intros, John? I have heard it. I didn't know that's how it came, how it worked. We just got a, we're big booty fan with two, two friends. Hands at the gym, like the big booty mixes. John knows what big booty mixes are. Oh, okay. I'm sure. No, he uh, has. No, that's right. Yeah, you're you're right. (laughs) Anyway, so we uh, are, that's, we just bought tickets to the show in St. Louis. So that was why that's our music for the evening. Tommy Marquez says um, they were asking about it in like one of their Patreon QA calls. And Sean Woodland's like, what's big booty mix? And they're like, they're like, everyone's like, number 20's coming out. And like, they're like, Travis Mayer was on your podcast, like saying how excited he was. And then Tommy gets a oh, big booty mix. I mean, it's basically, you know, the official, the unofficial soundtrack of elite CrossFitters. Um, <laughs> I was, so he's like, I was traveling around and that's just what every, every CrossFit gym needs to know how to put yeah. on a big booty mix yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's for an hour of class. You put an hour of music on for an hour of class. So it's like, yeah. Done. Welcome dun, back, dun, everybody, dun, to dun, the dun. show. <laughs> Today we have a special one. We have a couple guests. Well, I guess is Stephen a guest on? Is it's actually his Blue City Cameo? He yeah. hasn't been on in a while, but we do have our second, our second guest, not from Blue City, yes. and that is one John Young. We were um, last episode talking about that morning chalk up article about how strong you have to be to get to on the podium or win the CrossFit Games, and that was written by none other than John Young. And he's actually been getting into the podcast game a lot lately, uh, thrown into the deep end, if you will. And John, why don't you like tell a little bit about, um, you know, your work with like kind of behind the scenes with Brian Friend a little bit for the game stuff, and then kind of, uh, I know Wait, this is big. Going. I want to hear his like CrossFit story. So when did you get into okay. CrossFit? And I, we got to get the background. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Scratch Let's it. Start with CrossFit that. story first. Are you in CrossFit first? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, in 2017, I, uh, my parents told me that I should do it. And um, I kind of like just kind of disregarded them. It was my last year of college. And then I ran up some stairs one day and my wife-to-be said she didn't want to marry somebody fat. And I was like... <laughs> You know, I didn't Some think I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was fat, but uh, <laughs> she, took, she took a video of me and I mean, I was getting jiggly. So <laughs> I, I walked into a CrossFit gym and it got beat down by some old ladies. And I was, you know, you got to think I'm a senior in college. You know, I could I'm benching a lot. I'm a fit guy. And uh, sport in college. I no, I did not. Yeah. But um, I played plenty in plenty of sports in high school. Yeah. Um, we can get in that if you want to. I know you are a fullback. <laughs> no. Um uh, and I uh, got beat down by some old ladies and was like, man, maybe I'm not very fit and uh, started CrossFit and then fell in love with it. And uh, in 2017 was my first time in a CrossFit gym. I know I was very late to the party <laughs> and then um, got really nerded out on it. And then, uh, yeah, started getting serious in 2018 and tried to make it my goal to really just, you know, be the fittest person that I could be as cheesy as that sounds. Obviously, the goal is the games, but I mean, that's a long, long road. So, uh, yeah, that was my CrossFit story. It's not super fancy, but. Um, yeah, but like you're so 
the link to John's Instagram is below in the show notes and like your lifts are crazy strong. So like, what were you, what were some of your numbers like coming into CrossFit? Were you doing Olympic lifting at Mizzou? So, no, um, no. <laughs> My first experience with Olympic lifting, uh, they did a max power clean in one of the classes and it was my first time I ever did anything like that. And I got 265. And that was the most in the class wasn't a very great uh, competitive gym, if you if you want to say. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I think I could be really good at this. And then uh, I started watching the Chinese people because they're the best at Olympic lifting. Yep, um, they are. And uh, then just really just taught myself with the broomstick in the living room and uh, taught myself everything and just watched them until I looked like them. And uh, it's impressive yeah. picking up for the first time, 17 Usually yeah. people have like a high school or college, mm-hmm. you know, history of lifting. That's what I, so. I was like. You well, okay. So let me caveat this. My, my, uh, I got like state records from like youth for power, like powerlifting stuff. Like there weight class, weight class stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how big I was, but when I was a freshman, I was a very small freshman and I squatted 405 and that was, I don't know if it's still a state record, but it was a state record for like 15 year olds in Missouri this weight class i had strength i had yeah. static strength coming into the sport um in high school i tore my uh acl so that stopped me from squatting pretty much all of college but i still could squat a decent amount so i had i had static strength coming into the sport that most most people w- wouldn't have had unless they played sports in college John, you mentioned nerding out on CrossFit. What was the gap between getting started and reaching out to Brian Friend and getting the ball rolling on that? Because I'll tell a story actually before I ask it, because the first time I'd ever heard of you was I didn't realize it at the time, but I was at the games, like talking to Brian while like on the ground and he's got all wires coming out of him and he's doing the savant stuff. And I'm sitting next to him. He's like, I'm talking, he's like, hold on. I got to talk to my guy. Just leave me alone, Teddy. I got to talk to my guy. And I was in between events. And I was laughing and then uh, you and I met further down the line and kind of were talking and I guess he was referring to you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome that he said that. I watched all the documentaries like everybody did, got super inspired and I got serious about trying to better myself in 2018, like to be as competitive. And then in 20, I want to say this last year in the CrossFit Games 2021, I said, I told Brian, I just DM'd him on Instagram. I said, hey. I like to nerd out on this stuff too. If you ever need any help, just let me know. It was about a month before the games. And then he was like, I'm actually looking for somebody. And then he gave me this kind of data stuff that you just have to fill out, but it was a lot. And I kind of, I took it as a test. It probably wasn't a test, but I did it overnight with just, just a Dr. Pepper and a caffeine pill and just six <laughs> hours of work at the laptop. And then he was impressed enough that he started, kept coming back to me. And, and then he started asking me, who do I think will do well in certain events? And I gave my opinion. And I don't want to feel like I'm bragging on myself here. But a lot of times I was right about who I thought would do well. That's not like household names. And I've watched all the Savant stuff. You do like, you sh- you're not bragging. Like you're, you guys are like freaking good. So keep going. Well, I, I think we bring a good mix to each other as far as me and Brian goes, because he's all analytical. Everything's by the numbers. And I'm kind of more, I see how this person squats. Their tempo is going to be faster than that other person. And it's analytical, but it's more feel than, than Brian, I would say. But, and then I just helped him through the games. And then we did Rogue together and Savon invited me on the podcast on Rogue. And um, yeah, and then... Um, 
Yeah, and then we started doing a yeah. podcast. And you've done, I mean, hours and hours and hours of podcasts. Now you guys have gone live for the Rogue Ones. We've gone live for the Dubai. You interviewed Haley Adams. So, I mean, you've you've really been thrown into the deep end and done quite well. But, like, literally on that first Rogue One, he pops up, like, 300 people watching, like, thinking, yeah. they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> and, yeah. like and then it's like, yeah. oh, Brian's like, oh, John's my boy. He's helping with all the research. Be like, oh, another Brian? Like, people were like, oh. And now they've got this, this uh, like good, I mean, Savannah's really funny too. So John, on the last episode of the Blue City CrossFit show, we were talking about strength needed to win the CrossFit games. And it was inspired by your article that you like wrote and Brian kind of helped you with uh, the, in the morning chalk up about um, like how much strength you needed in terms of the max lifting event at the games to get on the podium. And so I just wanted to kind of, um, maybe for the listener who hasn't, uh, listened to the previous episode, just could you give the quick, um, rundown on like the, the broad picture for that article? For them? Sure. I mean, it came about because, um, Guillermo did so good at the games yeah. and there were kind there were th- three ish, like home run ballpark events for him that he capitalized on and everybody I'm pretty sure I picked him to go way lower than it kind of, I kind of came about just because that was the only guy that I missed out on as far as my picks went. So it's a little bit of an ego thing. Um, you were yeah, motivated. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, Guillermo is so strong and nobody that's blown everybody away with their strength. Like in my head, won anything. They accept those events. No mm-hmm. offense, Steven, if you get there, I hope you win. <laughs> no, no offense. Taken. Um, but, uh, and so then I just went down the line and I tried to see what happened in 20, as far back as the leaderboard could go or video that I could find in 2013, 2014, because I remember Rich would be really high up there, but he wouldn't win the events either. I, he'd always be second or third. He was never the strongest guy. Somebody like Neil Maddox always beat him or Jeff Evans or something like that. And I just wanted to see if there was a pattern there and there, and there was, and especially for the men, Tia kind of skewed everything a lot. But yeah. uh, but for yeah, the men, there strong. was a huge pattern. Like, because as strong as Matt Fraser is, he only won two of them. And one of them was the overhead squat in 2014. Yeah. So he only won one strength event other than that, which is kind of mind-boggling because everybody associates him with, you know, yeah, awesome but- strength. And uh, and then I just wanted to see if there was a pattern there. And there and there was. And there was for the women, too, except for Tia. Um, mm-hmm. I really wish – so I – did all the information, but I didn't, you know, I'm not in contact with anybody in morning chalk up. Right. I'm, I'm nobody. So I was like, Hey, Brian, can you kind of write this and like publish it? And here's all the information. And he's, (laughs) he was like, for sure. And, uh, I really wish you would have came up with a better title because it's so long of a title. I just, I was just thinking how might be the longest title ever. Yeah. It's a very long run on sentence. It's okay. Uh, but it's okay. Um, and um, uh, the biggest thing that I took away from it was I tried to find a correlate to how the winner of the overall games, what percentage they were of the winning strength total in the strength events. And it, and it came out to 93% for the men and women. But for the women, if you take out TA, it was closer to 90%. And um, I think this number is the biggest thing to take away from the article. But um, if you have any, we can go in more in depth in it. I'll kind of end it there, Teddy. And you can kind yeah, of- no, that's that's great. I and you you hit the 
you hit it on the head there for the the within the 90%, like kind of 90 to 93%. That was my biggest takeaway from it as well. Kind of having a, uh, at least a baseline of what to either train to get to or train to like your threshold. Steven, I'm going to ask you a question of like kind of your initial thoughts on reading this, um, both in terms of uh, or just what it means to you as like an athlete, initial thoughts. Yeah, um, initial thoughts as far as like how, how people need to train like leading up to the games or like, like as far as like what do i what number do i need to be at what no, number do i need to strike okay, for so, to like yeah. podium let me try it. let me try it again um better question <laughs> um so does, like, no <laughs> yeah 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 does does this does this article um not to be over dramatic but does, does this article like kind of give you thoughts on adjusting your training more so like do, doing less strength and more, even more cardio than work than you're already doing. Were you already pretty happy with what your, your balance is? Like basically these are, you gotta be within 90% of the top, the winner just to, to podium for the game. Yeah. So like kind of going back to like the last podcast you guys have, like just yeah. maximizing your off season and well year round, really just kind of working on your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like most people kind of strive all off season, which we call like September through January or yeah. September through December, like trying to get strong, you know, that's what most people should be doing. Um, you know, if you're an outlier, you know, we use that word in the last podcast, like outlier, yeah. or maybe you are, you know, better than most as far as like the qualifying strength numbers to just get to the games. Like you should probably be maximizing your off season to, you know, move the needle in the other direction, as far as like your endurance and, you know, your aerobic capacity, or maybe your anaerobic endurance, whatever energy system you need to train that you're lacking the most or, or skill. So John, uh, I'm going to put, uh, I want to like give a concrete example of the 90%, 93% rule. Okay. Let me, I, uh, let me add on to what, what Steven said. Um, so I'm in, in the podcast, the last one that you guys had, you, you, Teddy, kind of thought, okay, as long as Steven doesn't get under that 93% number, he's good to go to do whatever and, or, you know, to work endurance more. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't look at it like that for somebody like Steven. That's, that's more Taylor's case. Like Taylor can take 90% of the winning total and be like, I need to have this number mm-hmm. or it's a weakness. Like Steven, and this will lead into the other part, other question too, that we'll do later in the podcast. Um, you know, strength is his bread and butter. That's always going to get him his greatest points. He's never going to win. You know, if you do prove me wrong, but he's never going to win a 5k and the CrossFit games. I would like hey, to say, got second, we got, I got second, second in a rough run. Okay. This is, this is a team, a team rock and rush is way easier than just running. I had, I had we can get into that through, too. But, um, but no, that, yeah, he, like, should should Steven work on endurance more? I know he knows this. Then yeah, yes, of course. But he I he should still keep what got him there in the first place, just not to uh detriment. Does that, that makes sense? Yeah, what is what are your um before you jump in, Steve, like your thoughts on that? No, and I, I agree with that. And I think kind of what we were getting at last podcast is Steve is able to hit 90% of the first place person at the games easily. And so for him to maybe back off strength a little bit makes a little more sense, obviously, because 
if we give him like two weeks, I know he's confident under a barbell to hit a heavy lift. And it's probably more than that 90% of the top lift at the games. And so that's kind of, I guess, where we got that idea from, but I do agree with you with like, yes, from my standpoint, I, I need to be stronger. Like, and I'm not quite at the strength level of Haley Adams, but um, you know, when I get to a games event where I am going to take the biggest hit is going to be a strength event. So for me, striving to get closer to that 90% of the top lift is where I'm going to, that's going to be more rewarding for me from that same point with point difference. Yeah. I've played with that before too. Just taking, like, I, I think I can't remember what year, maybe it was just like sometime after COVID. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with this uh, heavy lifting stuff for a while. So it probably took like, maybe it might've been three months off of it, but then just decided, Hey, I'm going to snatch today, you know, yeah. worked up to 295 and okay. Okay. I didn't forget how to do this. As long as I do this enough, not to forget how to do it. Like that strength number is going to be there. Like it, it, you're not going to lose it. Cause the amount of time and work that, you know, someone like me or someone who's like just as good of a weightlifter has previously put into it, like probably lifting four to five times a week for a couple hours mm-hmm. for three, four, five plus years, just, I'm just specifically snatching clean and jerk, you know, yes. and, uh, you, know, you don't lose that, that, that neuromuscular, um, you know, that muscle yeah. memory. Yeah. So, uh, as long as you do it enough to retain the skill, like the, the raw strength is going to be there. It's just, you got to apply it and you got to you practice it leading up the competition. So like, hypothetically that when we're talking about making a game. So if gear, if Guy had snatched 330 pounds, Steven, so that the 90% of that would be 300. I think I just did the math. I watched. So Steven. if he did that, if he did that, then I would throw him out of that equation Okay. okay. because that is so much more than the second place that it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, and, this, so, and this is how Steve is with a, a squat. Like yeah. I would throw him out because it doesn't yeah. matter. It matters what 99.9% of the field. I don't matter. It does not matter. I so guess uh, I was like, maybe gonna leave. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, no, we got it. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but I, so Steve snatched 315 the other day, like in Nana's maybe two weeks ago. Um, and that, so that's like, Stupid. It's stupid. And it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So he, that would still be within yeah. the nine, you know, you would, that would still be good for second place and within the three thirty. And so I guess maybe my next question, John is like, that's that, those were the strength numbers to get on the podium, but does it change when you're talking about trying to get to either you now Steven got 235th, I believe is what it was in quarters. Like, does, does it change when you're well, talking we about getting that anyway? I think yeah. he's got a problem with double unders. Uh, yeah. That's what kept him out yeah. of the quarterfinals. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I, if I had to throw a guess out there, I beat him in that workout and that's the same thing, Steven. <laughs> so should he it's just be very, doing double uh, unders? Obvious weakness. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. say I think you got yeah. better double unders though. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like it. They're doing more heavy rope, so oh, hopefully okay. it carries over. <laughs> I, I remember the the night of that, and Steve's like looking at over. I was like, like coming to the gym. He's like, "Yeah, I, I had a bad one, but uh, and I missed your front squat." He's like, "I had a bad one, but but I'm pretty sure I locked up a win." I'm like, "A win? What do you mean a win? Yeah, like, man, a win. like, yeah, I'm like, like the whole thing. It's like, yeah, the whole thing." I'm like, "He's like, I'm pretty confident." I'm like, "What?" And then Matt's like, "Dude." That's like, yeah, he did. <laughs> like, Holy shit. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so there is a double under problem. I think so that is the case, but John, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm putting you too much on the spot here. Like, but no, you're fine. So, throw it. Uh, all right. Throwing it. Like, does the, does your, 
does the equation like work if you're go, like going from like semis to games or to try to make it to the games if you're trying to make it to the games would it would it be just like you got to be within 80 percent or that's like basically no, i mean i think i think semifinals and into semifinals it is exactly the same um but quarterfinals is different because you have all these uh like like steve said outliers and you can't like there's all like and this this is always been my thought is but in the cardio realm and i'm i bet uh i bet steven thinks the same i'm willing to bet your mind's probably the same area as mine thinking about this like it's harder for strength athletes to make semifinals or to make the games because there are so many cardio freaks out there yeah and um but that's good for him though. Like, and I'll use you, I could, I'll keep using you as an example instead of myself, but you're a lot closer than I am. So I'm just going to keep using you. Um, when you do make it though, if, if you make it, when you make it, you will make more noise and you'll have a higher chance of placing high than most people because the weights are only going to get heavier. The workouts are going to get harder. It's going to be all the stuff you're having an advantage over instead of a disadvantage. And, you know, you got to be as, I think on the men's side, you'd have to be fit, like tailor fit to beat you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, you got to use your, your time wisely, you know, like it's, uh, if, you know, if you're, if you're already like an outlier in that one movement, like you got to train those things you're bad at. Like that's, I should just be doing double unders and repetitive jumping all day, every day. Yeah, dude. As, as much as my calves will recover from. <laughs> no, I think I a hundred percent agree with you though, John, because yeah. when that was like um, my first year at regionals. So I made it to, that was 2016. They had, um, you know, I made it, I made it through the open. Okay. We got to regionals. They had like 275 pound deadlifts. They had, I mean, even the 20 pound wall ball compared to a 14 pound wall ball. Um, the overhead squat weight was like 155. So everything, oh, and even a kettlebell snatch, 53 pounds with a kettlebell snatch, everything was super heavy. And all yeah. of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm like, it's open workouts. I'm doing great. Yeah. And I got different there. game. And yeah, I mean, it was a smack in the face. And, you and don't it's realize- stuff you don't think about, like the 53-pound yeah. kettlebell snatch. You don't think about that. But when Correct. you get there, all of a sudden, that's 70 moves a little better for Steve than other guys. Yeah. Guys who yeah. are yeah. maybe fitter cardiovascularly, but it's just so much different once you get there. Yeah, it's but just it's less like, effort per rep. You know? It's harder so. to get there, though, if yeah. you are a strength and so athlete. That was, that's interesting. Yeah, I agree. It, it is definitely harder because yeah. – your one in the open, your one strength movement is one out of six scores and out of hundreds of thousands of people. And when you get to regionals, it's only, out, or semifinals, it's only yeah. out of 30 to 40 yeah. people. And it's because you have less people to get points in on your bad workouts. You know, mm-hmm. your workouts in the open, are, it's so much more of a yeah. drastic shift because there's a lot of those cardio bunnies or things like that that sneak yeah. in there. But then when you get to, yeah. you know, regionals or semifinals situation, yeah. there's not as many people and you're actually closer to the you know to the that field of 30 or 40 athletes yeah but if you look at the crossfit pyramid you know like what's at the bottom of the pyramid (laughs) besides nutrition like (laughs) metabolic conditioning (laughs) so oh i mean that is still the the number one thing i'm just saying when you you it's harder for a strength athlete to get there because they're less fit but when their fitness gets to that level to make it all of a sudden they are just as fit if not a little less than the majority, but they have this thing that nobody else has. 
and it carries him over. Think Zach Watts. That's points. Zach yeah. Watts in the yeah, back. Yeah. He's a prime example. And so uh, maybe like a good, just to uh, kind of wrap this this part of it up, like what a good, like, so Steve is obviously going to win like the clean and jerk at the West Coast Classic that happened, but maybe at the games, like like an example of it not being a one rep max event was like the wall walk heavy thrusters. Like you were, I know it's team comp, but like you, like the thrusters, you're like, we're going to go when Taylor's ready. My, you were yeah. looking at her the whole time. And maybe that's not the best example. But like that's a, there are those, those types of events. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're, you're meant to apply your strength, right? Like it's the application yeah. of strength. So can you move this medium to heavy weight for reps? You know, that's strength endurance that which is co- a different kind of falls in the same bucket. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta train that system too <laughs> yes 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 and you okay that's the next part is the kind of john like i would say when you and i were on uh, instagram like and you said that was the message like strength being hard like when you're an elite strength athlete it being kind of a hard thing to let go like somebody told you to put the ball down for six months and just run um that's kind of into next it's it's um and it's a little bit of like you know, the behind the scenes of a, like a, I, you know, that these elite athletes, sometimes we don't think of them as like humans. And it's like, oh, like, like, you know, and they're like, oh, I, I'm really good at this. And what if I doing the, you know, these, I won't get any attention if I'm not have heavy lifts and working on this and that. So could you talk, let's start with, uh, do you want to start at th- deeper in the rabbit hole with Steven or with you, John, like of just how, I, let's start with you, John, like what, what okay. did you mean by that? Um, and kind of like, Steven, you'll chime in too, but like of the, of it just being like, why isn't Steven doing, you know, 500 double unders a day and all that stuff and talk about, so talk about that and, and it being hard to put away. Okay. When you, when you're the strongest person in the room, I'll make it super simple. There's you, there's a pride that hits you and it's, it's, it's ego and pride for sure. And it's even if you're, you know, way like, I don't want to be prideful person. Like it's still there. Like you, you enjoy being the strongest person in the room. There's, there's something about being able to do something that nobody else can do. And you're the only one that can do it, that it's really hard to say, okay, I'm just going to give that up and I'm not going to worry about it and just let a whole bunch of other people catch me because in the long, in the sport of CrossFit, that's what it would take for everything else to get better. It's, the, the quickest anyway, the fastest way for everything else to get better. And that's a really rough pill to swallow. And I, I wouldn't say like, for instance, I'm not actively trying to get stronger, but I am still lifting, you know, three ish days a week because I want to keep my strength. Right. I don't want to lose anything, but I'm not strong enough yet where I can afford to lose stuff. Um, and, and Steven probably is. So it's an even harder pill for him to swallow than it is for me because I can still work it. I can still work what I'm good at. And I, I, I think he should still too. It should just be more like technique stuff. You know, if he could do 315 for an EMOM, 10 minutes, that's great. Then you don't need to work anything. You don't need to, you don't need to work squats. <laughs> well, I mean, whether you can or you can't, like that should be a great thing to strive for in that type of a setting, like an EMOM, right? Where you're still kind of fitnessing. And, uh, Anytime 315 is on the bar, even if your squat dropped 30 275 pounds. 275, Isabel. Sure. Yeah, Steve, keep wanting to do 275, Isabel. Are you powering it? Uh, Steven, it- what are you? No. <laughs> no, we're not no? powering that. 
my deadlift isn't as uh, strong as my squat and uh my pull my my first pull off the ground really uh yeah it's i don't know power power snatches and power cleans haven't been as uh as uh just the full movement i guess i'm just more of a traditional weightlifter i guess what's your, uh, what's your power snatch uh my, my best ever is like 280 so wow um, really yeah yeah that's it. that's um, crazy good i mean good for you you can snatch <laughs> yeah. as much as you do but, so, um, yeah, now I feel being bad. good at power, anything doesn't necessarily translate to being, you know, having a higher number. Oh, 100%. Overall, That's but, why I feel bad now. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you though. It's, it's a hundred percent ego. You know, it's, it's 100% ego. Like you, it's yeah. It's being the strongest in the room. It's being strongest in the sport or whatever, but, um, I say it's probably harder at this point too. Cause you've been like tagged the strongest. Yeah. yeah. You have a brand. <laughs> yeah. He has, yeah, he has recognition. Like, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. It's honestly in the beginning is super, super hard because you know, it's just, it's routine too. It's like yeah. you yeah. start your training sessions lifting heavy and, uh, it makes the Metcons feel a little better too. Cause you just feel sharper. Uh, usually you go into like, you know, you have a strength session and usually the Metcon has like uh, some sort of barbell cycling in it. It makes that feel sharper too. After lifting heavy, uh, just makes it feel better. Um, but then you start to realize like, okay, I'm not gaining any points on any other thing besides this. And, um, it, I mean, and it's just the EO of, like, it feels fun. Like it feels fun. You take videos, it's sexy, it gets likes. Down, and uh, everything else like a, a, a rowing interval does not <laughs> so uh there's that too and um it's just a matter of being able to put that down and know that like if especially if you have limited time to work out which is becoming more and more apparent uh for me personally you just gotta use that time very very wisely and do things that are only going to move the needle in the right direction from an overall standpoint rather than just you know what is going to you know please the crowd ahead, so Phil. this is kind of a sort of the opposite way but you know, so uh, Haley Adams, a big thing with her is her strength and the lack thereof. And, you know, right now her Instagram is every time you see anything posted on Instagram is a strength piece. You know, she's like, and I, I'm, she's hammering the strength, but I'm intrigued to see what, if, what, if any of her endurance takes a hit, cause she is your cardio bunny yeah. and she is just that gritty, um, those long workouts she's going to destroy. And so I'm intrigued to see if that takes a hit at all. And if her strength numbers go up um and how that kind of plays out in this upcoming season because you know she's like I said she's posting all these strength videos and squatting and deadlifting and snatching and clean jerking and so I'm I'm you know just it'll be fun to kind of see and that's an outside case study obviously we're not there every day yeah it might be the um, same, same situation where it's like if I were to take a month off of strength training like okay I may lose five pounds on my clean but yeah you know, everything else got just marginally better. Yes. You know, she might get marginally better on her strength stuff, but like, you know, naturally she's probably a couple percent on her like aerobic stuff. It's yeah. genetics, you know? Yeah. And so I'm intrigued to see kind of how that plays out this season too, because that's a flip of what, of the coin of what we're talking about too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that this from John, what do you think about Haley? You've interviewed her and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Like let me, let me ask y'all this. What, uh, what if she just went to West side barbell for six months? And, and just, and just yeah. live there. Like, and she probably would lose probably a decent amount of fitness. She would still yeah. make the games, but she would probably lose a decent amount of fitness doing that. But if she just lived at Westside Barbell for six months and put 30 pounds on her front squat, she would be set for her whole career. And once Tia retired, she would win 
And I don't know if anybody's stopping her because her conditioning is going to come right back like that. That right there would be something I think, but like, you can't just ask somebody to do that. Yeah, it's hard to enjoy that process. You know, (laughs) if you're used to crossfitting in the gym with your friends all every day, it's uh, it's hard to put your nose, the grindstone and just, just, just lift or just be on a rower, just be at the track. Like that's, Mm -hmm. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I want Haley to succeed. I, I like Haley a lot. I like but yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, she was your first interview, right? Like interview. Not yes. Pop, yes, she part. was. I didn't know Brian's that was off. happening until like five minutes, five minutes beforehand either. I got super nervous. Uh, oh, I bet. That was awesome. I was impressed by how like not nervous you seemed and you were like asking good questions. She's super easy. She's yeah, so easy. It was good. It was yeah. No, no, she is. The nicest people on cross being around and, but I was you know, like, she, go ahead. she's she's so good at conditioning it's i think oh. and it's just it's just harder it's harder for that type of person because she's made of slow twitch fibers it's harder yes. for that person to get stronger it's not it's not an easy equation like it's probably harder for steven to get better at conditioning than it is for Haley. and it's not just one person putting more work than the other it is a little bit that but the more fast which you are the harder it is to run a five minute mile the more slow twitch you are, the harder it is, say, for a woman to squat 300 pounds. It's just, it's just harder. <laughs> so it's not as simple as just putting in the work. Yeah. I guarantee she has put in so much work on her yeah. squat. Yeah. And, you know, time right. will tell. Oh, yeah. But- yeah. It's limited by their genetics. Well, and part of it too is like what you train. Cause I mean, I'm kind of in that same boat. I mean, I don't, I lift and do all this stuff every year. Um, over and over again, but growing up, I was a mid distance swimmer. Right? Mm-hmm. And so my, my t- muscles and everything that I developed, you know, eight to 20 minute capacity in the CrossFit world. And so for me, it's, it's the same thing. That's what she developed. She was developed. She was a cross country runner and, you know, did every kind of those kind of sports as well. My uh, hypothesis would be, you know, I know that team isn't as sexy as the individuals, but, you know, I'm kind of starting to think that, hey, if we have a athlete, kind of like what we're talking about, that maybe is a little bit overstacked in strength that maybe has some weaknesses in some of the other things, is it successful to have that type of person on a team? Does that person make a better team athlete to have one person like that to excel at an event if you've got individualized workouts kind of in a, you know, in a team format? Um, and especially just getting there. So thinking about like maybe getting through the open, getting through quarters, getting through semis. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you had you have any thoughts on that? Or have you done any research to, to prove numbers that that works any better or doesn't? Um, yeah, we've looked, I've looked at that a little bit. I don't think it uh, lends itself to like being better for a team. I think ov- like overall the fittest teams make it through. But mm-hmm. Steven's not the first guy to be stronger than everybody in a team competition. There, there mm-hmm. has been, there has been people who were freaks before um, yeah. that just lifted more than everybody, but it's not those teams. They never won. Right. Or they never, they weren't even like really close to winning. No offense to you guys. I'm glad you guys made the games. Hey, no, t- <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I think I do overall think that fitness I- will prevail. will rise to the top. Yeah. I think though that it does make a little bit of a difference because like from our standpoint, we had Mara that front squatted yeah. like 207 for her four arm front squat, right? And in, in the quarterfinals workout, we ended up getting second. And it wasn't because of any of us, it was because of Steve. 
And so from that standpoint, it does help you get points. With those, yeah, get gather some or lose some points or whatever, however you want to look at yeah. it in the oh, quarterfinal yeah, yeah. scoring. But it does help you pull that score up a little bit. And so, you know, where we had like maybe a little bit more of a team workout where we could work as a team, like our score was, you know, average, middle, oh, above, yeah. above average. But like that score that C put up that ridiculous front squat pulled our front squat up into second place from quarters. So like that kind of stuff, it does help a little bit. But arguably, once you get to the games where everybody is so much bitter um, and everybody at the games is good at everything, it doesn't make as big of a difference, but it might help you get a little further that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking in terms of the games for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yes, as far as sure. making it, you know, I haven't really looked at semifinal yeah. teams. Um, the fitness is just lower quality. <laughs> like, yeah. No, for sure. There is a huge um, difference between heat one to it every semifinal for sure it's crazy uh, um so at the uh just the the games the sort of back squat because mara didn't have the mara not the biggest back squat for sure and our our girls um i don't know what chris did but that was your guys best finish was ninth ninth place in the back squat out of uh yet 10th in the wall walks yeah ninth in the uh three red max back squat mm-hmm. so it's but that's uh, so I don't know if it answers the question, Matt or not. But that was that was their that was their best event. They got the most points. He has a good point. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking. You know, got to walk before you can run. So you got to get there. You got to get through quarters. You got to get your semis. You got to get to the game. So we're talking. You know, at the end game. Yeah, you, you need to have more rounded athletes to, to be on the leaderboard. Up to that upper echelon on the leaderboard of games for sure. Everything's moving to synchro. Like every other workout is synchro, anyways. Now, but I mean, it's cool to have opportunities where you can let one person shine in like a certain domain yeah that's exactly what i was going to say at, at quarters and semifinals, everything was a little more individual i mean you had some synchro stuff but not a ton but then when you got to the games like everything it was synchro synchro rope class yeah. synchro toe to bar synchro bar muscle ups you're holding the sandbag while everyone's doing something else you're skiing while people are rope climbing you know so there's no rest so at that point you're only as strong as your weakest link there yeah yeah good so to then, meet I mean, some warm at the go ahead John. Teddy. so i mean you made a great point then matt i i thinking about it i do agree having a i do but i think it only applies for a strength specialist because everything is either crossfitty or in a group on the team the only thing that would make a difference is if you had a guy that's just 50 pounds stronger than everybody or a woman um, if a girl, if you had somebody who could run a four thirty mile, I don't, you know, it wouldn't apply because you're running together. So, you're running with I the rope, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which we did great. And yeah. Four sixty one on the team front spot. It's ridiculous. And, I, and like, it helps with the relay. I think on like the snatch bar B box jump over one, like, cause that the yeah. one eighty five like stops a lot of like a lot of fit teams i was watching some like i think it was buttery bros video of, like they're mm-hmm. they had a team i forget his name but uh there's one games athlete on it and, like they couldn't like get through the 185 but that i mean that's quarterfinals and then semis was a little different but i i was just gonna make a joke on how we didn't get any worm data on the games with yeah. the strength that like it looks like yeah, so much worm yeah, dude, don't even talk about it <laughs> no no worm yeah. until after the cuts um can y'all explain your deadlift assault bike strategy? Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> oh, you want us to explain it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I watched that in preparation for this. I'm like, what are they doing? 
<laughs> so honestly, we knew, so Chris had been dealing with a battery um, since actually we didn't even know that he was going to compete at semifinals until like two weeks before because of his back was um, having issues. And so we knew that workout going in was going to be an issue. Um, and we didn't think it'd be as bad as it was, but basically after the first set of deadlifts, his back was just like fried and yeah. And he hadn't done any pulling like with a heavy barbell, yeah, anything. Completely so, avoiding no, no, I get that. Your back blows up enough to get there. So that was kind of the issue with that one. And, and none of us have been on an echo bike really. No, be, yeah, we had, be honest. We, had yeah. our, we had, yeah. oh, we didn't even have Dave bring the echo bike till after, yeah. Yeah, after the, we qualified. For yeah. You guys, you guys, you guys, yeah. Yeah. So, double whammy. Watch that again. <laughs> yeah, Matt had the, there's like <laughs> there's a bunch of games athletes that it's not underdog athletics, but Matt go like fight a person to get like RPMs on the echo by or anything. It was kind of a mess. Yeah, but you, and you guys, you were just way too far behind when you guys even got started. But yeah, like that's Steve and I. That was like yeah. that was yeah. 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 Uh, we made ground, but it was a little too late. John. <laughs> yeah. John. About that and two very short ones like the night or the the morning of like because i was like all jazzed up and was like that was where i first met brian we'd been messaging yeah. back and forth before and he like came up to me and was like all excited that we were doing well he's like yeah you know they're in their third spot third place and just coverage fifth you know they cross these workouts I'm like it's not gonna be average like we're not gonna do really that so da, 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 da. And just, like bombed was like okay well, we'll see where it goes and that was <laughs> you were right about that one and then uh, Taylor, why don't you tell John just like the short version of, there's not really a long version, but of Mara and the chalk and the. Oh my gosh. So the echo bike has like a bigger like platform where you in between the two pedals. And so Mara in the middle, or she was like, I'm going to, cause they were going to and from the bike in the bar. So she's like, I'm going to take chalk and just put it on the middle of my bike. So we just had a chalk bomb in the middle of the workout <laughs> and uh, it could have looked like tactics for us the team's down but yeah. they did nothing to help us so. yeah. So, yeah, is, this, is, yeah, this, so is this on Mara, youtube anywhere i don't know if they're, they got a good shot of it or not uh, so they, yeah we <laughs> were so far behind but yeah it was mara had a chalk right by her rogue bike mara then came back to the bike stepped on the chalk all the powder was there revved it up and it was literally like the, the dust was above the rig like oh, it was yeah. above the rig were other teams looking wide. at y'all people were like what oh yes, my gosh yeah like, who sure. the uh, just did that <laughs> yeah. and like of course it was Mara and like literally people were like what what's going on what happened like it's a more defensive tactic CrossFit <laughs> like literally Mara on a bike I mean then she had her thing at the games which was not a big but just funny Continue. yeah so right before we cut out um we were gonna about the yeah the future competition going forward yeah yeah so uh okay let's talk about kind of you know we've seen this yeah that's where we're going. Team competition moving forward to so the three or however many five years. It's kind of speculating here. Um, you see in the masters definitely pretty um for many reasons. And one of the reasons is kind of getting some of the map <laughs> like some of the hope coming back into it and you know, Chase Ingram's like, oh I'm at it, and you know, Max Oha just talked about it, and you know, the, the sports um it's it's driven primarily by like the personalities the athletes that play it so um thinking along those lines for the team competition maybe not this year at the game maybe not next year but in the next three to five year window do you see the um you know john you and i were kind of going back and forth 
talking about like Noah Olson had a quote saying basically, you know, you're going to see these people kind of transitioning out of individual, but still want to be competing with sponsors and teams kind of a way to do that. Do you think that the team competition will see an increase in popularity spotlight as a uh, Noah Olson kind of retires from the competition in two years and, and goes team? I would say hundred percent. Yes. And I think you've already seen that rise with rich going team um, because before it wasn't as big of a deal and it's each year it's growing bigger and bigger and there's more mayhem um, itself. But even this year, I think this year actually going back to affiliate teams got more people involved in it so, as well. Um, solely because you had these people that you're with every day. And like our gym had so many people come up just to watch the team itself. And if I was on, like when I was on independence, I would have had maybe like our core group of people go, but we wouldn't have had all those outliers go up as well. So I think it's a little bit of both, but you know, we had this conversation to Teddy that year, like Wilson was talking about having, you know, Chandler come down and a super team. I go, wait, hold on. <laughs> you're having people move miles and miles away to us. Team. So we'll see some of those super teams pop up, but I also, um, you know, these gyms that are making the games right now is a true affiliate team. Those have to grow with competitive athletes as well. And you're going to see that those competitive athletes become, you know, you don't even question going individual. You just want to go team. You'd rather be on a team. Right. Yeah. And so I think you'll see some of that too, where these athletes that maybe could go individual or just choose team on a more exciting option for them too. So a little bit of both. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, kind of some of the sports stars well, I, uh, kind of transitioning into the team competition? I do agree with you. I think since Rich went team, it was um, it's taken a huge leap. Um, unfortunately for everybody else, Rich's leap was a lot bigger than everybody else. So I, yeah. I really <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> I, I really hope some of these elite guys or girls go team maybe as they uh, are in the twilight. Like Travis Mayer has gotten like ninth to 12th every single year. Once that starts to making like 18th, I could see him going team just because he's not as competitive as he was. And he would be one of the fittest guys in team competition still. So it's, it's still a challenge. Right. And Obviously, if Travis and Noah got together and they got some girl, they would give uh, Mayhem a run. Um, I think it would be really fun to have more competitive teams against against them because um, it's kind of just Mayhem and everybody else. They kind of, I guess, I guess super teams a couple of years kind of get kind of made it interesting, but it still wasn't that interesting because um, Mayhem just killed everybody. Sponsors who sponsor individual athletes, like how will they react to a, uh, if, you know, Noah starts going team, do they go, oh, we'd rather you go individual or, you know, does it, did they get paid? Okay. Well, they're kind of, you know, sure. that. I, go ahead. I think if it's competitive, I think if they're competitive to mayhem, it won't, the sponsors won't care because if you, if Noah is not one of the top three, five fittest men in the world, He's getting more recognition just by competing against Rich than he is an individual. Um, but that's what it would have to take. And I, th I think it would just take one competitive team to them for more people to come to team. And the more that happens, the more 
fun team will be. But it, it's just going to take a few people to take that leap before it could happen. And I think it will happen once that comes about. Would y'all? Yeah. Would you just? Would you agree? I think Rich said he's only got one more year anyway. So yeah, that was what I was going to say. Is the Rich? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if we're going to get the. Um, the hopefully we get a, a, a team that can make a good run of them this year, but that's what it sounds like. Uh, we are officially on the clock. Not too much time. I was joking around like Rich is going to, you know, be competing, wit dominate, and then retire right after, right before the field gets significantly better kind of like he did individual yeah. and then it happens with the team maybe yeah. but there's you can't control the era that you that you compete in and along the sponsorship thing taylor like i just i think like um i wonder for the bigger names so like mm-hmm. no old like i'm just gonna use no old because he was just talking about it um so i'm gonna keep with that example and like when he goes team instead of individual like mm-hmm. they're gonna be like there's Sponsors don't understand that you can only compete as an individual for so long, like as yeah. like the body holds up. So they can, he can either retire and be like out of the spotlight, or like do some some Fraser stuff, or he could go team, and it's kind of like a middle ground, is what he was yeah. saying. And not only that, but he's he's still like audience. His Instagram followers are all still still there. Yeah, but he's a guy who could like just do what Carrie Pierce is doing, do what Fraser's doing, and probably yeah. make a better living <laughs> and better future for himself. I would have just played that here, like you know. Like I said, it's the draw has to be at like the prize money too. I think. I, I think for it too is like so for someone to become an Instagram famous individual, like you, you almost have to go individual first. Yes. Right? If you get team athletes, and even like take a um, Taylor Williamson and Andrea Nissler. I mean, I don't know how many followers they were on Instagram, maybe like ten thousand. But then yeah. you have your Haley Adams, and she has a hundred thousand. And so I think from that standpoint too the viewership for those athletes is when you're going individual and it's not so much when you're in that team realm. And I mean, freaking Andrew and this Taylor Williamson have won yeah, the games. So They've been at the games multiple years on a team that's dominated, dominated. And it's just different. You yeah. Know? I would agree. You have to have the, 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 the accolades from individual, no then go into yes. team for sure. Um, wow. That's crazy be that you just guessed 10,000. Is that right? <laughs> they, no, no, no. Right? They, they, they both have oh. exactly 20,000. Oh, um, but still, happy. it was really close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Do you, John? Would you ever? I uh, know that you're got your sights set on. Are you? You're giving it your best to like go individual and and do that. Um. Would you ever consider going team along your route? Whether it was uh you know like how t- like Taylor for example, her first region was on a team and then she transitioned into individual, or would you more be like um individual? But what's your thoughts on that? As you, uh, I mean, you said I mean, that for sure. No, here. yeah, I, uh, if, uh, if I didn't think I had a shot to make the games, but I was kind of, you know, semifinals fit. Like if the cards hit right on the workouts, I could make semifinals. And if they didn't hit right, I wouldn't make semifinals. Um, then, uh, then for sure I would go team. Why wouldn't you? It'd be a blast. You get to go to the yeah. games. I mean, if, you, if your team's good enough. Uh, if I did think I had a shot to make the games, no, I wouldn't go team. But, I, you know, you're going to hit one spot before you hit the other, and there's going to be a year, maybe two years, where that's exactly where I'll be, you know, God willing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's kind of where, like, I was – Moved to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I was like this past year, right? Like 
just talking about Chris being injured and he was injured even going in quarterfinals and I had committed to going team, right? Those and then were the, hard days. The Granite Games workout workouts came out and everything. And I was like that those workouts are hundred percent of my wheelhouse. Um, and like there was, yeah. but you know, I mean, I was at that point, hundred percent committed team, but you sit on that bubble and you're like, Oh gosh, I came over I, that what day. could I have done? <laughs> what could I have done? Um, but yeah, it, it is hard because you know, that individual accolades is so cool. But honestly, like after competing this year and being on a team with people, I trained with every day. Like that was so much. No regrets. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember like, uh, this is the behind the scenes, I guess, just story but like I, when the field came out like the assignments and you were at granite games like oh that's the, that's the that's the semifinal you'd want to be at but we already yeah. knew you were going team mm-hmm. when the workouts came out like oh i'm good at those and then chris is like yeah he hurts his back on a hang snatch and i'm like oh no it came <laughs> over and you're like just it was a mess over here like mars like well you can if chris is hurt you could at least go semifinals like no you had to decline that a long time ago and it was yeah. just all this all did this you do mess. the semifinal workouts taylor just to see. Uh, no, I didn't test any. We were deep down the table at that point. So we had a worm that we were doing stuff with every day. You got 61st at quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. You know who got 60th? John, do you know who got 60th? In the, this is a really specific question. I'm sure not, but no, I can't. Um, out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, uh, so this was uh, so accurate. So Taylor got um, an invitation to Granite Games as an individual, declined it. She got 61st in quarterfinals the 60th place in quarterfinals was there like Bailey and rail or something oh Ariel yeah, Lowen. Ariel Lowen. Mm. yeah so dang but uh <laughs> i like you said it perfectly taylor with the how how fun that was in yeah. the day-to-day yeah. process is way way more fun yes it is versus training, training individually for a competition for sure. john have you yeah. been on a worm before i have not i've never even seen one in person oh boy <laughs> dude yeah dude i've been on a a let, couple me tell times. You, let me tell you how much that humbles you. <laughs> be initiated. Oh my gosh. No, I definitely would be uh, You're more than welcome <laughs> to join us. <laughs> yeah. No, I know Teddy's invited me. If I ever uh, I'm ever yes. in town, I'll definitely throw down with yeah, you guys. Sure. Um, Dude, I, I think I'll I let just, you guys down unless them. there's a max lift, but other than, <laughs> so, <laughs> but up here. Yeah, I mean yeah, I uh I just I've filmed these two on the worm so many times and I've out of the worm like just dead on the ground put the camera in there. they stuck me on the worm after the games <laughs> and i just like, like you must know how it feels dying for lunges and i was over and the first thing i look up is she's got her phone in my face and like, this is <laughs> um, so last section but i was i have to ask you a question because i didn't again but can you are you there yep yeah hit me cool all right so um wrapping up here John, you've kind of had this crazy run since the games a little bit when you're helping Brian, but particularly since Rogue and they they brought you on the podcast and like it's been such a hit. And Savan was saying something yesterday, I believe it was just on iTunes alone. I think the podcast yesterday he said got sixty thousand downloads in one day just on iTunes, and he's big you know bigger on YouTube than anything else. It's been a crazy ride for you, and as we're recording this on the twenty third. Like what's uh, what are you feeling like going into the the new year? What's next? Um, what are you thinking for this next season? I know that you don't get uh, probably too much of a heads you know heads up with uh, this the Savan operation maybe sometimes. So what are you thinking about as like kind of a taking the athlete hat off and the content media analyst hat on? What are you thinking for this next? 
calendar. Um, well, I have a lot of pollution. In terms of next. excited. Uh, oh, nice. Will you be I, down there? No, I will not. Brian will be, though. So you can say hi okay. to him. Yeah, if they paid for All me right. to go, I would, but they're not going to do that. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're going to be on the, you're going to be just logging hours on the stream and listen on, huh? Yes. Yes. I probably will, will be With um, Brian on, on the, yeah, I'll, I'll have a, I have a clinical on Saturday, so I probably won't be able to do the Saturday, but other than that, I'll probably be there all, all Friday and, um, Sunday, but Waterpalooza is next. We'll put in a lot of, uh, I kind of just wait for Brian to give me orders um, as far as uh, information and studying and stuff goes. And um, but whenever that comes around, Waterpalooza is next. And after that, it's the open. I don't know if we'll do anything with the open, but uh, um, training doesn't stop for me though. The uh, I still trained every stream day, so it's um, yeah. yeah. I know that was impressive. Like they'd be like, <laughs> it was if. Dude, watching the streams were so funny. Like, but they'd be like, Savan's like, can we keep going? And Savan's like, like Brian and him are like, I just we just gotta get to the gym. Yeah. Get to the gym at some point. But it was pretty funny. I was impressed how you like the last I was laughing. Was it the Lazar episode? I don't know, but like basically Brian on the next day is like, Savan's like, how you just like, well, I slept 15 hours yesterday. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, Savan goes, Hey, the only time we can do the podcast is uh at three o'clock, right? Whenever you need to be, right when class starts, because I, I coach as well. We'll look forward to seeing you on the Wada Palooza stream. We'll all be, or not all, but like we'll be down there. Taylor's competing on a team with a couple girls from the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, that'll be a, I mean, dude, mayhem's putting <laughs> mayhem, but they're freaking team. The girls going down, and I just uh, like is it Rich, um, Luke, and awesome. Angelo, Angelo, Angelo DiCicco, Angelo DiCicco. Um, man, that'll be fun. We'll we'll have to get you back on our podcast after the water blues craziness with better internet connection on our end. Sorry about yeah, that, John. In the new year, we're getting our budget increased. Yeah. So we can get up of the dial-up internet. But John, real quick before we go, where can people find you online who want to kind of see more of uh, your either crazy lists or your kind of concept? Um, the only thing I have is an Instagram and it's uh, youngguns9090, uh, two Gs. Um, my last name is Young. That's why I went with that. We, uh, we will link it in the show notes below and go follow John because he's got some good stuff coming out. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, John. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you for having me. Thanks, John.